welcome to the deep dive, the live dive beyond the game hybrid. How are you, Mr. Smith? Good, Trent. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. We're here. It's summer AFL deep dive. The train is still going. We are post, obviously, the season. We've got a lot to chat about, though. How are you feeling? It's it's AFL. It's, we're missing it. It's not, obviously, not ideal. Obviously, missing it makes it uh, a bit more challenging to come up with things to do on the weekend. Yeah. But look, good to be back on uh, Facebook Live and talking all things post uh, 2018 season. That's it. So basically what's going to happen from here is every Wednesday we're going to do a live show which will also be our audio uh, for the rest of the year and we're going to do six weeks as a bare minimum from here right through. So we're going to do the main kind of bulk of it is 2018 season reviews. So we're going to do three clubs at a time. Last year you and I did the previews. We haven't sort of been full year cycle yet, yep. but we did do the previews and we did six clubs every episode, which was pretty hectic. It, it was went pretty for like intense, a couple of two and a bit yeah. hour episodes. So I don't much. know how many people got right through that, so we'll try and condense it a I little bit. I think people that enjoyed it, but it definitely doesn't work for the video format. No. no. Uh, and then the other thing too is it means that if we do three clubs each week, then we're able to do a bit of news and kind of what's going on and you know, mummy's rack and we can kind of get through a lot of the, you know, that sort of type of stuff. So, but um, welcome to the deep dive. Welcome to Beyond the Game. We're going to have some fun. We're going to go through the first three clubs alphabetically. So we're not going to do the ladder or anything like that. We'll just run through them alphabetically. Nice and so easy. Just, exactly. Very simple. You should be able to keep up with that. So no Port Adelaide. So P comes a bit later in the alphabet. Yeah. So Western gonna, Bulldogs, West yep. Coast, no, your no, no. last episode last, in this long way section. Yeah. yeah. Be nearly Christmas when you get there. Uh, no, no. So we're going to do Adelaide, um, Brisbane, Brisbane and, and Catton. Catton, yeah. So they're the three we're going to do. We'll run through a bit of news. Given we haven't been kind of on the pod waves, we, there's a few bits and pieces we want to run through first. So I think the idea is we'll do kind of 10 to 15 minutes chat and then we'll kind of bang through those three clubs and that's going to be the format. But the big thing to remember is we're going to do Wednesdays. So this week we have to do Tuesdays. That's us, but it, we'll sort it out and we're going to do Wednesdays ongoing. Yep. So Wednesday, 7.30, beyond the game, get on it. Yep. Right. This is a Tuesday. This is a Tuesday. So we're here, so let's do that. This is the time we can get everybody together. Together, yep. So let's start at the top. Lots has been going on. Bit of news. Uh, two or three things on the boil. I mean... Do we start with Mummy? Yeah, well, the Mumford thing happened. So you and I, so basically, if you want to see... Uh, a discussion around the trade period. We did a, a nearly two-hour episode on the trade period, which we went through all 18 clubs. It's a, a massive breakdown of every trade that happened, every pick, every move. We went through the entire thing. So that's, that's definitely something to check out if you want to talk specifically on trade period. This is going to be more kind of like post-trade period discussion because you and I did already did that. So if you do want to go back, Ed was in the States so we just couldn't do a video um, coverage of it. Yeah. But um, that, if you want to see trade stuff, we did do that. But yeah, I guess... Yeah, we'll talk more about each of the clubs, um, what we thought worked for them yeah. and what didn't work for them throughout the 2018 season. We'll probably look back at our predictions yeah. and where we thought they were going to finish and how they were going to go and, and see how good we were or bad Not we so were good, at that yeah. yet uh, and, and so forth and so on. We'll probably touch base yeah. about some of the, the trades that happened, especially if they're more significant. Yeah. And then obviously later on the um, in the month, we'll uh, do a deep dive into the draft as well, but that'll be a separate episode. That'll come at some point, but basically from a news perspective, that's why we're not covering the trade period right now. It, it's going to be post that. So basically, in terms of major news that's happened since the trade, 
So three years ago, mummy, sausage, 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 did a whole lot of rack off a, off a plate and <laughs> it went really hectic. And yeah. basically he's remorseful now and he, he's gone into rehab now that he's been caught. Yeah. So, so when mm. do you get caught, that's when it's time to go into rehab. Yeah. I think that's what the story is. And it's a fair chance he's not playing football next year. Well, Not at the, AFL level anyway. This is the fascinating story. I mean, as I tweeted at the time, somebody must really hate Shane Mumford because it was right as it looked like he was about to make a comeback and he may or may not, and we don't know. Actually, well, the more noise you're hearing is that it's going to happen, which seems... Well, GWS are obviously very desperate for a Ruckman. So yeah, they don't have much time left on the clock to no. panic. So it's midday tomorrow, I think, all the lists have to be in and finalised. So if he's not on that list... He ain't playing for the GWS. They say I'm going to go to rehab three years later. That was the Amy Winehouse song, wasn't it? It's just possibly just, just do it subsequently. So he's not 27, is he? He's older than that. He's so older he, than so that. So he's not going so, to join the 27. Look, it's plus. a strange scenario. I mean, ultimately, with with Mumford, yeah. I mean, look, he's on this sort of comeback. He reckons his foot's right. GWS are kind of thinking that he's okay to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the timing of it's incredible. What, what happens from here will be very interesting, but we had to kind of touch on it because it's it's obviously a fairly wild story. Biggest, yeah, you'd have to argue it's the biggest news piece in AFL for the last week and a bit. Well, so that can be a nice transition to the next one, which we're going to touch on very briefly. It's a lot more serious, which is, you know, Colin Sylvia died. So, yeah, died, yeah. Yeah, so died um, motorcycle accident up towards Mildura. So, yeah, we're not obviously qualified to kind of go through this sort of stuff. Don't know him. Um, don't obviously, know could play footy. Uh, you know, yeah. It seemed like I, I know people that know him. I don't know him directly. It seemed like a good bloke from what you hear, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. What can you say? Obviously, not not ideal. Sad. You know, low thirties. Like, could yeah, still he was be only thirty two. Really, could have I mean. still been playing. Yeah, and just yeah, pretty tragic. <laughs> not ideal. But a lot yeah. of yeah, didn't really have. I guess as far as news goes, it didn't probably have the same depth of information around it that the mummy. One well, no, sort of and that was more so because there was a video and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was pretty much early confirmed yesterday on Twitter that it was um, that it was Sylvia, and then all this stuff happened. So, yeah, you know, yeah. The big part of it, obviously, is you know all the best to his family and friends because it's a pretty pretty horrific thing. And given all the uh, you know the things that had, had been going on in his life, you know, you just hope the best for, for his family. Yeah, absolutely, and friends, and they, obviously, and so. that they can move on with their lives after such a tragic loss. To yeah. I mean, played at two clubs, so it's not just one club that's been affected here either. No, and then the other thing that was it's a bit more lighthearted is the Jack Watts uh, sexting thing, which didn't really get much legs, but uh, that kind of falls. Um. Into, ironic, <laughs> I didn't mean to, to sort of, yeah, that that makes sense. But basically, uh, Jack Watts, uh, uh, how do I say this? Basically, uh, uh, an ex-girlfriend of his posted uh, pictures of uh, screenshots of text messages that he and his, uh, at the time, girlfriend had sent back and forth. Um, yeah. And wow. look, there's nothing kind of too outrageous in them, to be honest. Like, it was a lot of talk on Twitter about, oh, wow, this has happened, this has happened, and Look, to be honest, it's the only thing that's weird about it is what he said specifically. Oh, I was going to say, if his playing career has anything to go yeah. by, it can't be too interesting of a sexting conversation. That's true. 
I mean, he can play AFL, but he's not the most the electrifying best... or exciting person to watch. No, but the, the main thing about it was that he he said to the lady in question that he... They were talking about skinny dipping, basically, so you can find this information, I'm sure, pretty easily. <laughs> but basically, he said that he, in the texts, he said that he likes swimming and uh, bosoms. He's a fan of the two, basically. Likes them together? Uh, simultaneous, but also uh, separate, but then also together. Is Fair good. enough. And I, the, the, the main thing for me that was, was, I thought, ironic was that he has a bathers company. I thought that was pretty funny. Very. Yeah, so yeah, didn't no, no that. one pointed that out. The, 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 the irony of it all. Well, that's the irony, is that he's, not, he's such a fan of swimming that he, he has created an apparel uh, company. There you go. So, there you go. Maybe it's his uh, career path out of AFL. Yeah. Well, it is literally. It's a business that he's got going. Maybe that maybe that will be a full time thing. So that that's kind of like the kind of nitbits. Um, you know, the New York sort of you know random yeah. jokes sort of. Yeah, we're tight. Joke. We don't have we don't have enough salacious stories sort of. to go with. Can we just get something yeah, from someone? New York please? Post is what I'm looking for. Yeah, the New York Post. Yeah, yeah. That sort of. But let's get into game stuff. So I mean, ultimately. We will go through delistings, which is you know a big story this time of year. We yeah. will do that through each club. The Menzel delisting, which happened not long ago, which I think you know of all the delistings, he's definitely a big, big player that's been delisted. I mean, he, he was dominating. Yeah, had a really good first half of the year. Injection Look, thing. L- yeah, looked like he was <clears throat> over his major knee injuries that he's been um, dealing with all his career and. Yeah, it proved to I would have thought it proved enough to Geelong to keep him on that list moving forward, even if it was just yeah. a year by year proposition or a two year max. Obviously, he's got to come to that realization that the injuries are going to hold him back from any real long term deals from any club. Mm. So if he wants to play AFL, he's got to almost take what's offered to him. So obviously, this uh, probably has a little bit more. Um, Skin on the uh, in the game that well, we're not going to hear about. So the fact that it looks, I mean, uh, it sounds like his manager was so confident that he'd be able to get two years. So this is, if you're not following this story, basically Menzel wanted, well, his manager wanted, or he wanted, we don't know, but it comes across like the manager was pretty keen on getting him two years. But Menzel, I um, mean, the club, given his history, wanted to give him one year. Now. I think it's probably fair enough to give him one year and he takes one year and it is what it is. But he was, yeah, pretty pretty confident, confident that he can get, get two, two years and it, it, it sort of backfired. So in that case, if that's <coughs> legit um, sort of information that we're hearing, yeah, that's pretty bad on the behalf of his manager. He's saying this thing over here to his player, no, I'll get you two years. So that's the expectation of the client. Yeah. And really, he almost he surely would know that the club's going, we're not budging on... One year, sorry. No, and I think Menzel... So it's pretty bad management. Yeah, exactly. And I think Menzel's a good player and I, I get everything around it. But ultimately, you know, with his injury history, I just think they had to say, look, we're just not going to do it. And I think the manager thought that, that they would eventually just do it and they would chicken out at the last minute and go, all right, look, here's two years. Yeah. But the whole, I mean, it's not just Clarko, but the, the whole Clarko thing of like, if there's an injured player or a post 30, a 30 plus year old player, we just don't give you more than a year. And I think that's probably fair enough. I think that should really be industry standard. And it's starting to become that way. And the Cats have stuck with their guns. It's the same thing with Tim Kelly. His manager was so confident 
in not only getting him to WA, but specifically selecting West Coast Eagles, and it completely backfired. Yeah, when you're holding the cards and got all the leverage, player managers and players yeah. should know that they're going in there and their bluff better be a good one. Otherwise, it's not going to come out uh, in the best case scenario. No. And it really hasn't for Menzel because now, A, his manager and he have shown their hand to the rest of the AFL. Yeah. If they want to play, every club's going to go, one year, one year, yeah. one year. And that's all they're going to get, probably for less money than Geelong would have given them in the in the first place. Yeah, so... so Disappointing, I hope he does get picked up and just yeah. bites the bullet. Apparently Sydney is sniffing around. Apparently some of the clubs that the manager had said were asking questions about him, the clubs went out and said that we're not talking to him. So it's pretty awkward as to what's going on. Yeah. But long story short, yeah, look, we will go through a lot of the delistings. That's kind of one of the more major ones. Obviously, the Langford thing happened today, which we don't really have time to so much get into now. No. We'll talk about that in the Hawthorne. Um, we'll run through a couple of the quick things and let's get straight into Adelaide. But the AFLW fixture, again, so it's come out. It's way too short again. Yep. Uh, I, I don't understand the logic around it at all. It makes no sense why the AFL don't want to dig into January and given that Seven don't have the the tennis, tennis. anymore, I, I cannot understand why they, they're not opting to do that. It makes no sense. Like, yeah. I, that, yeah well, it, they've invested lots of money, energy. They've brought forward the actual competition. <clears throat> they've got this great... Um, leverage at the moment yeah. to really showcase women's AFL uh, in prime time with no other competition as far as Channel 7's broadcasting yeah. rights go. What an opportune moment to um, extend it by, even if it's two or three rounds, like just start taking some of that traction. Yeah. So Everybody needs to play each other. I mean, it's a, just a joke. Yeah. Like, it, so it's... It's, it baffles me. Um, disappointing in a lot, lot of regards because... Now, the season basically starts after everyone's gone back to school and yeah. everyone's gone back to work. They could get those Why last couple of weeks of holidays and yeah, get people involved because it's always worked for the tennis. And we've seen cricket again fall on its face. It's another Australian sports code that, that's, that just cannot capitalise on anything. So they've stuffed it up again. Like, surely you would think the AFL would be like, this is a perfect moment yeah, don't to go down build this code. But to build this code in that window. But anyway, so there's that. And then also the AFLX, it sounds like they're going to continue it, which is ridiculous. AFL. The BLT, JLT, that's going to be two weeks instead of three weeks, which I think is good. I, def- I think three weeks was too long. A few people have been asking us what we think about the new rules. I think ultimately it's, 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 it was so long ago now, it's too hard to sort of go through it. But ultimately with the new rules... I think you and I pretty much agree. We haven't seen them in practice yet. Yeah, I won't know. So I just think there's, before we sit down, and, and I've heard a lot of people on, on different forums criticising and doing whatever, I just think right now, like, let's just see it play out and just go from there. Like, I just think ultimately to, to sit here and analyse it and say this could happen and this could happen, ultimately we just don't know. So I, I don't know. If you've got specific questions around the, re- the new rules, ask us. But um, we've had a few different... Diff- Sort of bits and pieces, but I yeah. mean, ultimately, and we did know. touch on it before the ones were bit. introduced anyway. So, like we've always said, we don't yeah. like to try and speculate. to and speculate about what's happening in the future and why it would no. work. And we'll wait and see how they pan out. 
I think there's a couple of rules that they didn't introduce, which I'm happy about. Yeah. Um, they didn't get rid of they should have gotten rid yeah, of. Yeah. So there's all that type of stuff, and I guess we can leave those conversations to the, um, the season, pre-season review yeah. of the season ahead because yeah. we'll see them in the JLT and and the BLT as well. The BLT. Yeah. yeah. While we're eating a BLT, yeah, we will. We'll try. Uh, <laughs> so that so round one fixture is out. The full fixture is out Thursday. So next week, tune in on a Wednesday at seven thirty AEST as we are going to do, we will do a bit of a fixture kind of discussion in terms of like overall, and we will do some sort of a breakdown as well. Uh, so the round one fixture is pretty much, I mean, look, obviously Carlton, Richmond, they've got it again. So Carlton, Richmond on the Thursday night, March 21. Yeah. Yeah, not, not, not when you, no surprise. No, when you get 90,000 to that game, regardless of where they are on the ladder, it's always going and to Carlton come And Carlton are back. surely going to be a bit better, surely. Well, they're going to pull play. There's, I mean, again, they've done... Well, we'll get into that soon yeah. about getting some more players. There's going to be more excitement again at yeah. the start of the year, so you, you would expect that to draw a pretty big crowd. You'd assume so. The MCG gets a pretty big workout early on. Collingwood mm. versus Geelong at the MCG, which would be an enormous game on a Friday night. Absolutely. That, yeah, smart uh, fixturing there by the AFL. I'm yeah. really happy with that one. Yeah, Melbourne v Port Adelaide at the G at 1.45. So again, massive day game. I still think they'll get 65. Yeah, I game. think so. I yeah. yeah. And then Adelaide versus Hawthorne, Adelaide Oval, cracking game. Dogs, Sydney uh, at Marvel Stadium at 7.25. So that's the first official game at, first Mar- game at Marvel, the new Disney name. Yep. Yep. And uh, Brisbane versus the Eagles at the Gabba. So probably, yeah, not much of a flag it, I'm feeling, but yeah, it could well, be a good game. It should be a good game, yeah. You would think um, with what Brisbane's done on during this year and mm. then post-season um, and West Coast, obviously, premiers. And then shaping the bottom half of the eight, St Kilda versus the Gold Coast Suns. At oh, Marvel what a Stadium. cracking so game that'll be! Game for seven eighth. Yep. And then GWS <laughs> versus S. No, I shouldn't say that. But it is, like a bit. Obviously, that's the that's the dud. But game. they've got the front running for <clears throat> not getting the wooden spoon. Should they win that game? St Kilda have to be better, surely. But anyway, Giants versus Essendon at Spotless Cracker, Stadium, which is a like, great game, especially if uh, Mr Shield is uh, up and running. Yeah, oh yeah, you'd think so. And then Frio versus North. Mm. It could be. Well, okay, actually, actually, over there, yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to see Sunday Jesse afternoon. Hogan. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. They've got people with much... their own now, Oh, Jesse Hogan. Oh, I know who he is. Who her is? Who her? Yeah. yeah. But that's almost a lock now. Sunday afternoon is WA game. Yeah, that's so it. We've got to get used to it. It works. Yeah, it does. The WA works. So that's that's sort of a quick run through. We will do a full look through the fixture. The, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think it looks good. I saw a lot of people complaining, but people will complain, I think, about anything. Yeah. How can you complain about one round? I don't yeah. get it. So well, there's 22 still, yeah. I mean, I would love to people play. Angry. I'd love Hawthorne and Geelong to play week in, Every week out, too. Like, it would be amazing, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. No. So, um, that's we, pretty much it. We did a bit of a speed round. The only other thing was Brian Lake was caught doing rack of his phone in the Caulfield Cup. So. But it's Brian Lake. It's Awkward not news. Anyway, uh, so let's get into Adelaide. Uh, so Adelaide, Adelaide, Adelaide. Look, Adelaide, where do you start with Adelaide? Adelaide. So let's do. We'll do. Let's do a bit of an intro. So Adelaide. So we'll, we'll go through each one. So Adelaide ended up finishing twelfth. Uh, not ideal. So they had twelve wins and ten losses. Uh, not great. So they they finished with one hundred and four percent. Not great. Not great. So it, they had a pretty up and down season. We'll have to discuss some level around the camp and all this terrible garbage. Yeah, the start of the season yeah. couldn't have got off to a worse start, except for the fact that they somehow managed to win a game in the first few weeks. 
Yeah. So, but after that, it was just a train wreck for the first half of the year. It didn't look good. So it sort of, we're going to do this with each each club. So I picked uh, Adelaide. I had Adelaide finishing fourth. So I absolutely got that wrong. I thought they would um, be okay this year. Yeah. Uh, and then you had, I don't know, you lower. correctly I don't. sort of pronounced that this would be a bit of a drop off. So you had them at eighth. You yeah. just had them sneaking into the finals, which... Could have ended up playing like that. It was only it wasn't they were not that far off actually getting in there with twelve wins. So I mean, yeah, the elephant in the room is obviously that that they they choked. There's no other way to look at it in the seventeen grand final. final. Yep. Um, that happened, and then they came back, and that whole off season was a disaster. The the camp was a disaster. The people that ran the camp seemed pretty cooked. Losing Charlie Cameron. Well, yeah, and then, and then ha- what? Why? Lever. Why do they hire these people? They seem like like snake oil salesmen. And then there was the lever thing, as you said, and then also it all basically lit on fire. I mean, the first game of the season against Essendon, and Essendon beat them. Yeah, and you thought, ooh. But they look pretty good. You sat they looked there and go, okay, though. Yeah. Hey. And you sat there and went, oh, Essendon are just going to be better because they ran over the top of them. Mm. So, yeah, there was a little sign there, but I think it was rounds two through to five that we started to see, hang on, the wheels are starting to fall off here. And it was pretty hard to be convinced that Adelaide were going to be a threat. Although in the back of, I reckon, most people's minds, it was like, nah, once they get it together, they'll be fine. Sydney did it the year before. It took a while to get there. It, it never did. happened. Yeah. No, and then obviously the next big thing was just the wrath of injuries to key personnel yeah, so that's right a massive throughout. Part of yeah. It. yeah, so Adelaide, that's a bit... So we'll break it down. I mean, ultimately they, yeah, massive amount of injuries, as you say. They lost a lot of key players. Offensively, they struggled all year. Without Charlie Cameron, but then also Tex Walker was basically cooked the entire year. He barely really got on the park, yeah. let's be fair. Well, whether their hand was forced to get him back, even though he was probably not 100% just because of all the other injuries, they probably could have, you mount an argument, they did that with Sloan as well, bringing him back early uh, than he needed to, yeah. and a couple of others. You just don't know what type of pressure clubs are under, though, when they've got such long... Um, casualty lists yeah but yeah it just did not work out for for Adelaide and their supporters um, God bless them stuck through it uh, albeit they were pretty vocal and disappointed about the end results of most games yeah but it just shows you how tightly knit their supporter base is there and you'd expect them to rebound next year look yeah so what we're gonna do is we'll kind of go over the history of the club for the year and then give a bit of prediction of where we think they're going to finish, whether they go up or down or, you know, stay the same. Mm. But I think, and we'll do a pre-season later much closer to the to the season, but I think ultimately, yeah, I think they really just had the wrong idea from the beginning about how they would mentally... I think their response to the mental fragility at the back end of 17 was just so bad. Like, they're... The way they executed that to try to mentally toughen them up was just, it just didn't work. Work, And I think ultimately they they got a lot of players offside, like Eddie Betts, for example, who never looked right pretty much all year. And there were a lot of things that were said to him throughout that camp that were pretty insensitive to Indigenous people. So that alone is pretty cooked. So, look, ultimately... 
N nothing ever got quite right. I never liked much of their offensive structures. I think they look pretty predictable a lot of the time. I think their midfield struggled. Sloan, the Sloan contract did drag throughout the year, which didn't really help. He did eventually commit, but it was right sort of towards the back mm. end of the year. Uh, well, he ended up signing sort of mid to back end, but still, that's a whole half of the year where, it, you know, yeah. he, he, you know, had he signed for five years, so it was like he ended up staying, but... Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, there were clearly other clubs in the mix, which doesn't help having your key midfielder tied up into this discussion all year. Their backline never looked quite right either. So, I, I don't know. I, I, like they had, they had some interesting shining stars through bits and pieces, and I still think they're a really good side. But, yeah, they just didn't get it right, did they? They just... Like, they had a funk about them. They yeah. never quite got it right. They yeah, weren't a every, fun team to watch either. There was something no, not like off 20, about Yeah, them. not like 2017. No. And, and they just didn't get it. They any weren't continu- ruthless at all. Yeah, no continuity. And I think that's why there's always... Every line yeah. across the field never looked right because when they started getting players <laughs> back, someone from another part of the field would go down injured. It would just seem to be... That was the one constant for them all year was this... Um, inability to get the same team out on the park yeah. every week until right so in the end. And then, and then, like, as Sloan signed that contract and then as players came back from it, you started to see some much better performances in the back end. And they weren't too far off playing finals. No. But, like, but the was damage a, was done in the first half. Exactly. And there was a lack of confidence, I felt, between... You, you could see that watching them, that looked like there was a lack of confidence in each other. You look at Collingwood; they had a heap of injuries, and they got—they just were able to get it right. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. A lot of lot of teams had injuries. Like injuries. I know Adelaide fans really get up here for saying it. They, I know they had a heap of injuries, but that said, I don't know. I, they never got it quite right. There was such a funk through them, and you know, so Jenkins. I was just looking before got forty six goals for the year, so he was their top scorer, and like he was okay. And and you know, Led was was good. Like there was some some quality elements to them all year, and. I think Duday's a player. I think they've they've got some real quality there, and but yeah. I, but that said, I mean they clearly miss Lever, clearly, and, and, they, and they clearly miss Cameron, and then the couches were basically yeah. out all year. So I, I so I guess that's that's we you've heard it. I mean, we won't. I don't think we're going to go too much more into it because with Adelaide, you've heard it all year. I mean, like the, there was again a statement from the findings from the AFL about the Adelaide Crows mm. and the camp. And it's, it's bloody October and we're still going. Yeah. So everyone's sick of it. So I think we'll park that part of it. But from a football perspective, that clearly had an effect on field and, and they never got their game plan quite no. right. And, and I think a lot of their weapons that worked in 17 were very much found out in 18. Yeah. And so. to make matters worse... For Adelaide people, um, Mitch McGovern's no longer there. Gone as well. Yeah, he wanted out. Which yeah. is, he had years to go too, which is awkward. Awkward. So, yeah, interesting move there. I won't go into my personal thing about that. I'll talk about that um, come preseason. With McGovern? Yeah, because I'm one of the opposites. I, I think it doesn't affect them. I think it's okay. going to be better for him and the club. Well, if he wants out, he get go. Yeah. Like, that's ultimately the reality. But for a lot of Adelaide supporters, that they've probably gutted that they lost another key player. Well, that's the thing. We'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, they argue. They, they sit there and say, oh, well, you know, a lot of, lot of teams lose players, but they've lost a lot of keys. But anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, and we will go through every club as a full season preview as well. But right now, do you see Adelaide going up, down, or sort of staying about the same? Is these are probably one of the three or four clubs I'm going to struggle with right now because injury is really what sort yeah. of um, 
set their standard for the season and obviously they're not going to do the same thing that they did last preseason this yeah. season so they've got some movies i think their best team on the field is top six yeah but if they can't get those injuries right i think they're about where they are. i don't see them dropping i see them being where they're at now yeah or improving somewhere between 10th and 6th for me i reckon that's where they're about yeah, I think they're definitely in that mix. I, I, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I think they're going to be somewhere between kind of tenth and, and eighth. I don't think they're going to get that high. I think they might sneak into the eight, but I think that's about where they're at. Mm. I'm just not confident enough, and with how many good teams there are at the moment, that they would be able to sneak into the eight. You've only got eight teams. Yeah, and I, I just don't see if they I can fit them in right now. But obviously, a lot of things can change. And they didn't really bring in any star player, did they? Well, no. no, and I'm, so. I'm just not confident that that's going to happen. So, yeah, look, Adelaide, yeah, real funk of a season. They never quite got it right. It was a very up and down, obviously pretty poor first half. They recouped a little bit. Um, they really shouldn't have won that derby, though, that, that Jenkins hit the post. But anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, yeah, that 12 wins. A season I'd rather forget. I think they'd forget it, it. Forget it and then just start fresh as if you're coming off the 17 grand final again yep. and, and try to get it right from here because they, they were a very, very good team that were pretty ruthless. Absolutely. So let's go into the Brisbane Lions now. So Brisbane Lions... They're actually a really fun team to watch. I, Very I feel. entertaining. They're really entertaining. They're a really good young side. So obviously the big change leading into next year. So Lockie Neal comes in, uh, and then Dane Bevis goes okay. out. That's really the kind of major thing. But in terms of 2018, how, how did you feel Brisbane went as a season? Yeah. So at the end of the day, you judged on wins and losses, and they didn't win much. Five. Yeah. yeah. So, but promising signs, they were competitive in basically every single game. And yeah. to cap things off, they beat uh, a top four team twice in the yeah. one year. So, yeah, look, they're, they're moving the right direction. Fagan's got, I think, the right mix of senior players that have um, that are there. Yeah. And then has continued to build on the youth and just get people like Lucky Neal who aren't old but I've got enough experience to help bring that next tier of midfielders through to that next level yeah. so I think whatever blueprint has been put in place in the background by the coaching staff yeah. Fagan and his team yeah. it seems to be working and if they continue to play in the style that they showed in 2018 it's going to be entertaining that's for sure so Brisbane Lions, five wins 17 losses so obviously that's the thing so 89% though so this is you have to go sort of through this with their 2018 season. So obviously they lost a lot of games, but for their losses, it's like top three of all time in terms of percent yeah. for five wins. Always. Like it's it's crazy to have got that high of a percent because they lost so many games by such a small margin. Imagine, yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting one. I I think I I'm a believer. I I think Fagan's got it right. I think I think Rain is a really good player. I think a lot of their youth is really good. Ultimately, I think they are going to go up. I think they're going to be pushing towards the eight. I don't think they'll make the eight, but I think they'll be pushing towards the eight next year. And how amazing is Luke Hodge? Like you know, going back to that draft. Like I don't know how people can argue that he's not the best player out of that draft now. To, to dominate, obviously, you know, you know, have this Hall of Fame career and then go up at Hawthorne and then go up to Brisbane and still be amazing, pretty much. Like, he's been so good. Yeah. And uh, he's an incredible player. 
Yeah, once in a lifetime sort of player. Like he, he is, he has been unbelievable. He's definitely a generational player. Very different to a lot of the other players that were in yeah. his generation. He's this guy that you go, how can someone that was made to play nineteen eighties football, yeah, be so competitive in modern football? Because mm. he's not overly fast. Um, his skills. We're elite, yeah. but you would wouldn't put top like you'd say there's more skillful players out there. Yeah, but then there's the footy brain. I don't think there's been too many players. His footy, like, his amazing, footy yeah. IQs off the off the Richter scale. So it's definitely been a huge uh, impact up in Brisbane. Just knowing what to do, like he was on the knife's edge in his yeah. early stages at Hawthorne. He was getting almost being ready for be delisted because his diet was horrible. He didn't train very well. Mm. Um, love Big Max. Love Big Max. Love rocking up late. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just specifically. specifically yeah. Had, to be, had to be late. <laughs> had to be late for a Big Mac. Can't Mac. come on time. No, time. So yeah. McDonald's doesn't open until then. No, that was, that's why they've gone 24 now. Just for people <laughs> like Oji, yeah. So no, but, but going back to Without Brisbane, making this a big yeah, discussion. Going right? to Brisbane. I don't think too many people would have had no. them sitting. Um, well, I had them about there. I, yeah, so let's so, let, well, let's, let's. I think look. I had them bottom two. Well, let's have a look. Three. So I had them at fifteenth, yeah. uh, and then you had them. Where is yeah, sixteen lines? Yeah, you had them at sixteenth. So, so five, wins, five wins. 15th, so five wins yeah. is probably just above where a lot of people would have placed them. But it was more about right. It was yeah. It was how they competitive. Competitive they were, and that was a big thing. They some of those losses they should have easily won. It was just. They beat, uh, beat Hawthorne twice. Yeah, I'm thinking something like the Sydney game where they had all the momentum. Rain was pouring down, but yeah. they were just attacking it. They just couldn't kick goals, and that's just an experience. The, the best, or one of the best games of the year, if not the not the best game, but definitely one of the best games is that Collingwood, Collingwood. Brisbane game yeah. up there. Yeah, was super at the Gabba was unbelievable. Like that, that was just all time. So anyway, but yeah, lots <clears> to <throat> like about the lines, and they look good. Yeah, injury, the kids would, are really good. They've got a really balanced team. I mean, the only thing about it is that, gee, you would have loved if Beams had stayed. With Neil. With oh. Neil as well. Yeah. Like, that that would have started to really push them to... They're starting I mean, to have one of the better the eight, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> anyway, but that, it is what it is. But 2018 season... Yeah, how, yeah. Do, you, how do you see... Oh, what, what were the disappointments for Brisbane? Because we've talked a lot oh, of highlights. To get that close, to get that close that many times is still a, a massive letdown. Like that's the thing. Like as much as you can look at it and go, oh well, they got this percentage. Mm. They only won five games. Yeah. Like ultimately, like yeah, they beat Hawthorne twice, but they still busted up a, a lot of opportunities. I think the most frustrating one was that Port Adelaide. To me, I watched it live. The Brisbane played Port Adelaide. I'm going to say kind of round four ish, like mid first half of the year and they had the game in control basically all day Stefan Martin was dominating everything was working and they basically choked in the last five six minutes they yeah. just got that tiny little bit wrong or like Rainer at that last minute with that check side goal, goal and he just went over the top like just it's like so close like they're so close to being such a good side so yeah yeah they're exciting they're, and they are really good to watch I watched a, a probably Ten to like fifteen games of Brisbane this year. I watched, yeah, well, quite, I, watched lot, them, yeah. I watched them quite a lot. And I, I really like watching them play. They have got a lot of exciting players, and and yeah, I think they're only really a good side. And ultimately, I see them going up in twenty nineteen. I think they're going to be better. Yeah. So moving on to that point, where do you think they're going to finish next year? 
I think they'll be pushing on the eight. So I don't think they'll make the eight. I, this is too much too much around at the moment. I think they'll finish somewhere between nine and kind of 12. Yeah. Yeah, I, that, that, I know, yeah, that, that's going to be pretty pretty On the same. as well. And I think they're going to have twice as many wins. I reckon they go to 10 wins. Yeah, I think if they don't win at least kind of eight. Yeah, I was just going to say eight wins. I think that that's a bit of a massive fail. Yeah. If they win like even seven, I'd be like, it's not good enough. And Two we'll, wins, like more from that. I, surely they can get better than that. You would hope so, but I mean... Again, it's going to be stacked again next season as far as the teams yeah, that are going to be competitive. So it makes it very challenging, very hard for any of these bottom teams to start leapfrogging this middle tier and the teams that played really well yeah. next year because a lot of them aren't going to drop off, I don't think. I hope they can turn the Gabba into even more of a fortress so that when anyone goes to play them, it's it's somewhere now where you fear playing. Yeah, hopefully they've asked I for a whole lot happens. of Saturday and Well, we haven't seen afternoon. the full fixture Hopefully yet, they've asked for a lot of afternoon games up there. Yeah, in the heat, make make the other teams come up there and struggle, especially earlier on. Yeah, so. but that's Brisbane. I think ultimately they're they're a really good side, but gee, yeah, it was frustrating. Like they're right on that edge of becoming a decent, you know, proper good side that can push towards the eight. Yeah, hopefully they've learnt from past mistakes of other clubs like your Brisbane, uh, Brisbane's like your Melbourne's, Richmond for a little while there, and then move on really quick. It's like now you just take the next step now, just. Mm. Throw all of your energy at getting that extra goal or whatever you need to win those close games because that yeah. ment- mentally will help you or help the team um, get to the, the top of echelon sooner than later. But with Gold Coast being such a joke, I mean, it's great to have a Queensland side that's watchable. Yep. And then next year, hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that it'll be a side that's genuinely competitive. Competitive, yeah. Because we have to have a side in every state as a bare minimum pretty much each year that's fairly, if not very competitive. Ideally, that's that's the best case scenario. Yeah, absolutely. And both the Adelaide teams missed the eight this year, so like, hopefully, I'm sure one of them will rise. Uh, but it'll be very fascinating to see who, who it is. That's mm. a bit up in the air as to who it's going to be. It is. Uh, especially with Port losing a lot, lot of quality. But anyway, we'll get to Port. But that's Brisbane. Uh, if you've got any questions, definitely ask us about either Adelaide or Brisbane or any of the teams we're discussing um, shoot them through onto the Facebook Live or, or on going to yeah. our email. We'll answer them next. So say if you're doing it on Facebook Live, just try and keep it to the teams that we're talking about, though, just so we're not yeah. confusing the the audience. That'd be great. But we will, we yeah, we will do some general stuff throughout it as well. But yeah, look, that that's Brisbane. I mean, disappointing season. That's ultimately the reality. But I mean, they, yeah, they still were not not horrendous. No, and off the field, I think they did extremely well as well. Yeah, and clearly, which is exceptional thing. recruiting. They've clearly got a quality system like Lockie Neal. Is a seriously good player. Well, well, I, think, I know we're trying to talk about 18, but the reality is for them to... I think they've got a gym there now. I think that helps a lot. Well, it's not out the back kind of... No, it's not town. down the street and on a park bench or That's something. That's true. I think their facilities were pretty horrendous. They right? were pretty horrendous. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit better. So let's go into the third team of the uh, 19, the Cat-in. The Cat-in. So old mate Carlton finished last. And went shopping. And they went shopping. So they, they won two wins for the entire year. They beat Essendon and cost Essendon a place in the finals. Uh, Essendon 2 and... Uh, sorry, Carlton 2 and 20, which is... Uh, Horrendous. Outrageous. I had Carlton at... Carlton? Carlton at 
14th is the word I'm looking for. And then you had them at 12th. You had them, wow, you had them, you had them kind of knocking a bit. Yeah, I thought they were actually going to be half decent considering the couple of seasons beforehand. They were starting to show some promise. Two wins. It was oh. a Fitzroy type of season, really. That's oh. probably the best way to describe Disappointing. it. Disappointing. Casbolt survives. I mean, yeah, Casbolt, like, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Oh, Anyway, that's here nor there. He's not going to get a game. Let's be honest. No, they've recruited too well. Well, they have to. They have to play McKay. So why, yeah. why would they? He's there as a backup. Oh, jeez. He might get about three games for the year. Maybe he's really good for training. Yeah. Maybe he's got this elite <laughs> athleticism about him that yeah, just it just helps know. push it's, the next it's crew shocking. through. Anyway. But can't kick, can't mark. How does Menzel get delisted, but then Casbolt's got a game? Yeah, like, that just seems. Seems crazy. I know injury, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. So Carlton, obviously, the the big they they had. It's funny, like a lot of the bad teams this year had some exciting elements to them because you know Brisbane's kids were really exciting to watch and, and their kind of style of play was good. It. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then Carlton, obviously, with Cripps, who you know was one of the better players Superstar. all year, almost yeah. could have gone on and won a Brownlow in a From season like a busted ass yeah. team. Yeah, I mean Cripps is, I think. Without a doubt, top ten in the league. And yeah, I he's, he's elite. He's knocking on the door of the top five. So I think he's he's clearly upper echelon. And, and then you know there were some unbelievable moments from a couple of their young players. But yeah, ultimately two wins is is sickening. I mean, there's not really any other way to look at it. No, and it's time now for all these younger players, bit players, to actually start to support the key cogs of this yeah. club. They've been there in the system for long enough now. The fact that you're only winning two games and getting massive scores kicked against you, you can't put all that on Doherty no. being injured. That's that's a cop out. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah. that um, old mate uh, Murphy being a leader and well, he stepped down. Yeah, but he'll still no, be no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Bolton, and, yeah, back. they'll start going, guys. It's now or never. And they probably got the best um, recruiting coup out of the postseason in Andy Russell from Hawthorne. Yeah, I think getting him, especially given how much he'd offered to, to Hawthorne, you know, given how highly Clarker rates him and, 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 and what he is, yeah, clearly that's a, that's a massive, yeah. especially in terms of off-field recruiting. Off-field recruiting I mean, yeah. St Kilda to get Ratton, I think, is definitely a, a big, big one, because yeah. when Richo gets sacked, then he, they've already got somebody there. Straight away. They so, do yeah, it's, just a, it's just a swing around, and they'll just move offices, and it's all done. Yeah. Uh, so round 10, I predict, lock that in, I'll put that onto the audio. <laughs> round 10 is when he'll get sacked, and then that's my guess. Somebody, a few people have asked me that. When <laughs> I reckon around 10, that's my guess. I threw it out. Brendan Bolton, on the other hand, being Carlton's coach, he will see out the year. Yeah, I think he will make some... it through the year. I think, so look, yeah, look, I mean, obviously you can go through a lot of lot of superfluous stuff with Carlton because they oh. were so bad. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, ultimately, let's, let's, let's yeah, that, that everyone knows how horrendous they were and they were on every Friday night, so we really did see it. But they yeah, were forces, like, yeah, yeah, like Clockwork Orange style with the eyes sort of stuff. I mean, you must watch. I like football, but geez, this it got pretty testy at times. Yeah, murder well, murdered Eddie had often. They didn't, yeah, yeah it wasn't the, uh, wasn't enticing. Probably not the best way to no. show AFL to that was the a world either. And Channel Seven were pretty angry about that, but that's that's another it story. Uh, yeah, look, 2018 Carlton was was bad to watch. They never quite got it right. 
Their back line obviously was so depleted with Doherty. He was their best back and, and with that injury pre-season, as we predicted. As soon as we found that out, we were like, wow, they're going to have a hell of a season. Yeah. I think we did that later before we knew Doherty was injured because I, yeah. that, well, that, the, the, I, I, so I highly doubt you would you'd especially put him at 12. Yeah, no. They, he was, you know, it, that's the thing. They have to stop the bleeding and, and at least start, yeah. That, that, I think, will be a bit better. It has to go up from here. Because down from here is almost locked the doors. So that'd be one win. Yeah. Jeez, the money money will still continue to flow up north into the Gold Coast if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so well, well, where do you, where do you see Carlton in twenty nineteen? I mean, yeah, they've picked up some decent players. Mitch McGovern can play. They've got a couple of people that can play. It's GWS seconds. I mean, what what do you reckon? Yeah, they, I, they've got to be a bit better. Absolutely. So well, Mitch McGovern gives them a target up forward. Yeah. And if they need, to, at least yeah, he can play. He can play. And That's he, the thing. I don't know many that can play. He and he can, can play, play. And he can play at the other end too. So if they need to stop the bleeding for a bit, he can. That's what I was thinking. Can too, go yeah. back as well, and he probably will stay there or start there. Give McKay, Casbolt an opportunity, <laughs> kick goals, um, Kerno obviously, and and just just take some pressure off that yeah, young back play. line. So so yeah, I if they can get to where Brisbane were this year. I think that's a win. Yeah. I think internally though they're going to set their sights a little bit lower. I think I think they've, they've set their sights really high over the last yeah. few years and it hasn't worked for them. They've just got to calm the farm a little bit. Calm the farm. Realize that some of these high draft pick players yeah. are actually learning to play a bit role not the on the man role that they had in under 18s. There is going to be Charlottesville tiki torches type stuff though at Carlton if they can't get things right this year because yep. aside from obviously you know the the, the Maltas thing being a complete failure the fact that you know they never should have got rid of Ratton in my opinion yeah, and mate. then the fact that yeah we both agree on that and then the fact that that Bolton's it's just been bad and bad but I think ultimately with the, I think that the extra pressure is that Collingwood Richmond Hawthorne Essendon and then Melbourne, a lot of old Vic clubs look pretty good. And I think a bunch of them are going to make the eight. I think the big problem is that a lot of these Carlton fans, a lot of you know older Vic fans are like, why is our club such a busted ass when so many... I know you can't always be up and about, but there's a lot of the, the big clubs are humming at the moment. And I reckon it's going to be even better next year. You know, with Melbourne really, you know, getting May, and then you know that's yeah. the thing. That a lot of them are topping up. You know, Essendon getting Shield, like some. They're seriously all, all pretty top heavy now. Like Lynch, Lynch going to Richmond. Richmond, listen, old mate going to Richmond. So that's the thing. Like that's the thing. All the at wall, the wind yeah. going to Hawthorne. Like that's the thing. There's yeah. and Scully they've all topped well. up. Yeah, they've all topped up. So I think it doesn't look great. That I think a lot of these woodwork Carlton people will start to get pretty angry. So, yeah. But look, ultimately, I, I see them going up. I don't see how you could possibly go down. Well, one win would be you can't. a disaster. Yeah. Well, they'd almost overhaul it. I think they'd be board members that would get sacked. Board I think members the would start. They'd have in. to, as much as yeah. the coach is they'd probably not the right thing, but they'd have to get rid of him. And if that happened, that's basically what would happen. Yeah, it would just be murder. Um, yeah. yeah, it would be. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Funnily enough, a bit like Richmond, the Carlton supporters, I mean, they still had over 50,000, almost 60,000 yeah, members. Well, that's what I, the power of how popular I feel. Yeah. So, so, so imagine what they could get if they won. So if they can continue that, so get the the play of the uh, members on board, yeah, getting paid up, and then obviously just really back 
the system yeah. and the fact that they've been able to draw some big name players finally from other clubs, then yeah, I, I think personally, I think they'll probably be a six or seven wins next year. I reckon they're sort of the bottom part of the mid middle of the table. Yeah, I think. Look, ultimately for me, I, I'm going to say they'll win five games next year. I, I think they'll be better. But I, I just, I, I, st- I think there's just so much competition. I think if you go through the ladder, who are they beating? I, I don't have that many teams in that list. Mm. They'll win enough games though. I think they'll be better. I think Bolton might just survive, but then the pressure's going to be immense the following year. Yeah. But yeah, as we said, if they if they drop and win one, well, they, yeah, win one, they don't be win. Insane. Five five would have to be their bare minimum. I think that's what think. they need to aim for is a bare minimum. And as you said. You know, they are capable. Like, that's the thing. Like, they, the, the big thing with Carlton for me is, you know, they played that defensive style that they were doing in sort of 16 and 17. Actually not that bad. But the, the thing about it is they have to start switching towards some level of offensive style because otherwise your McKays and Kernos, a lot of these guys aren't going to develop. Okay. So they've got to kind of... And, and good teams have a great balance of both. That's just the reality. So... I think they, they, they just never got it quite right and they opened themselves up to just being slaughtered. Yeah. So I think like, if, they, if they can at least... Yeah, Doherty's such a key and, and I'm glad they made him captain. I hope that... I mean, I hope it doesn't take too much away from him his ability to play because that, that's the kind of... Well, at least he's sharing it with, at least he's sharing it with Crips. With Crips yeah. um, and that's good. And he's, he's obviously just going to take it in his stride. You, he's, I don't think that extra pressure is going to harm him at all. No. Well, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't anyway. Because, well, Crips should only be better. I mean, that yeah. which is... Unbelievable. I mean, he's he, he looks like a once-in-a-generation player. He looks unbelievable. Well, for Carlton fans, he's Kudafetis and Judd mixed together. Which is, yeah. Just like, yeah, that's the exactly ultimate it. porn for them. Well, Carlton style, that's it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, he, he, yeah, super impressive player. So that's kind of the first three. I mean, ultimately, yeah. So we reckon Carlton a little bit up. We've said Brisbane a little bit yeah. up, and we've said Adelaide about the, the same. same. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just don't see Adelaide. I just don't have the confidence, especially after what happened. The fact that they hired these Mickey Mouse people. The fact that like all this stuff happened back at house, and all those people are still there. Yeah, the scars. That's what's, that's what's concerning is that all these people who were like, "Oh, that snakehole salesman seems really good. Let's get him to run this camp." Like it's like what? Like after watching that press conference, I was like, "Who would possibly hire these people?" Like if I met with these people in a business sense, you'd be like, "These people are cooked. Like <laughs> these people have no idea what they're doing." Like. They want to do this. They want to do that. Like that. That that's going to have a terrible, like detrimental effect to our team. That like it sounds really Definitely. Mickey Mouse. And then yet they were like, oh, here's the keys. So that's what's concerning is that that a lot of the the hierarchy is still there. It's all the same people. Yeah. So that's concerning. And, and then, they didn't bring anyone in either. Exactly. And well, they lost with they're Mitch lost. McGovern as well. And then on top of it, like I. I you have to touch on it with Adelaide. I mean, how, what sort of frame of mind is Rory Sloan going to be in after you know losing a child? Like it's it's yeah. such a horrible thing to happen. Now he might not get up and going. This is the reality. Like yeah. to be brutal, but he might not get up and going till mid year mentally with everything going on. And with all those people still in the realm, is Eddie Betts still? What's going, going is on? He, is he going to be comfortable? Yeah, I, no, to stay I have there. no confidence after what happened. No. How so. can you? I mean, even the most optimistic Adelaide supporters must be thinking, who knows? Like that's the thing. I mean, they might publicly be saying, oh, but I'm top four, but back of house, they must so- surely be thinking, where are we at? Like, this this just didn't work. And Texas' foot was 
debilitating all year. And it was also stuck in his mouth a lot. Yeah, in the mouth. Yeah, so in the mouth. I think that needs to be addressed too. I think he needs to be relieved of the captaincy. Yeah, well, needs to be Sloan, given to Sloan yeah. or one of the uh, captains. Given they've signed him for five years, I would have thought that that would be the, the obvious yeah. thing. But wait and see. Yeah, that's they're the big unknown for me, Adelaide, at the moment. Brisbane be solely <clears throat> disappointing and very um, surprised if they don't yeah. uh, march up the, the ladder a bit and, and start um, taking some big scalps or at least going close to, to taking some of those big scalps. Obviously, Hawthorne twice this season... Um, but that was about it. Uh, you need to take a beat of Sydney at Sydney or GWS at Spotless or wherever. Um, yeah. Some of those games that are a bit harder for them to uh, win at. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully, I just hope they continue that style, that that flair and back themselves. It worked for Collingwood throughout the year, um, obviously, until the, the big dance. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then, obviously, and then there's Carlton. A little bit more of an unknown, but... They are at rock bottom, so there's only one way from rock there's bottom. Only one that's way up. Can go. Unless you like sleeping under rocks, but I don't think anyone at Carlton likes sleeping under rocks. No. Um, so with each with each club, I didn't. We didn't really go through who's left and who's come, and I guess the the, the specific things. So Adelaide, they picked up Sam Gibson from North, and then he retired. So that's not ideal. Yeah. Uh, Harry Deer was delisted. Uh, Jackson Edwards was delisted. So there was a few. People that I mean Ben Jarman, so there's some decent players, but then Mitch McGovern traded, uh, not, not ideal. But what were they going to do? Kyle Cheney, who he looked like he could play at times, but to list it as well. So few kind of ins and outs for for Adelaide, Brisbane. I mean, obviously the the major things they got Lincoln McCarthy from Geelong, Geelong, yeah, uh, and then they also got obviously got Lockie Neal and Marcus Adams was the real surprise. Yeah, so they did some well. They got some. They did well. So that middle age bracket, um, enough experience around the hundred game mark, uh, coming from pretty good cultures, yeah, um, premierships and finals and whatnot. So that'll just help to to build the confidence of that young core that they've got up there. Yeah, and the only real major one is Dane Beams that went out. I mean, Tom Bell can play. Like, there's a few. I mean, Clay Beams at times looked like he might be okay, but not. He really. never like, broke. He in. never got going. No. no, not like his brother. I don't. Yeah, definitely not. And then Carlton. This would take about six years to get read through this, but a lot of people got um, removed. So Jed Lamb got delisted. Sam Kerridge got delisted. Nick Graham got delisted. Silvani retired. Uh, Alex, that is not the not the younger. So, yeah, bits and pieces, but Mitch McGovern, uh, obviously, is a major in. Will Settlefield, who was sort of on the edges at GWS, looks like yeah. a player. And, and then Fasolo so, is a bit of an unknown, but if they get him right, and Newman. obviously he's had his issues. But, yeah, and then Nick Newman from Sydney. So they just, again... Oh, look, okay. Yeah, yeah. experience. They have to get um, something in. Something in there. Yeah, just when you're at ground zero, you can only go one way. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then Carlton, obviously, have picked one at the table as well, which you'd think they're going to, yeah, they'll, they'll obviously take the Tell the all, tell SA to go get stuffed and to get Lukosius. I don't, I, I, I think Sam Rowe's going to go. Or Sam Rowe, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter, either of those two. But, um, I'm good on Carlton for not giving that pick up either and um, still bringing in some quality players through trade. Yeah. Well, they were crazy, I think, to have given pick one for Shield. That, that was the only way they oh, were going to get that 100% good deal done over that. Essendon. No, it wasn't worth it. No, not when he... As good as he is. Unless he picked them. 
you would consider it, but yeah. he picked somewhere else, so his heart wouldn't have been in it and probably would have moved on from Carlton after the fact anyway. Yeah, exactly. So we'll finish up there. That's the three first clubs. If you've got any questions during the week or you want to raise something, you can hit us up at AFL Deep Dive on any social media. You can definitely get in touch with Beyond the Game as well. Uh, we're happy to answer questions in the following episode about some of the other teams at the end. We can do that. Yeah, um, We'll answer them as best as we can. Yeah, look, I mean, ultimately... The next week's going to be interesting with, with Collingwood, Essendon and Freo next week. So we'll go through those. That that episode's also going to have the fixture, so definitely tune in next week on a Wednesday at 7.30 AEST as we are going to go through a bit of the, you know, I'm sure there'll be negatives, but the, the positives out of the fixture as well and what's good and what's bad and what we like out of it and, and give a bit of a breakdown of the fixture because I imagine surely between now and, and next Wednesday there won't be kind of any more major news. Um, next, probably something will happen, but yeah, I, hopefully not. This who knows? Week's it's been pretty busy, yeah. but hopefully not. It's a downtime in AFL, so who knows? Everybody, everybody everyone. They're all on trips, so who knows what the players will get up to? <laughs> Let's just keep the car keys, you know, not not driving while you're yeah. smashed or any of that sort of That's stuff. That's it. Try yeah. to behave yourselves. If, if you're, you're going to do it, don't do it in a country like the US where you're going to be picked up. That's it. So thanks so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to be on the game. Check out all their videos. Check out the stuff that Ed does. He's pretty switched on. Does some fantastic video sports yep. content. Okay. Thank you, Ed, for being our producer. You make us look half, half good. Half good, yeah. That's it. <laughs> AFL Deep Dive, we're back. We're going to run through. We're going to do six weeks of season 2018 reviews. Jeez. Bit of news, bit of fun. Um, Enjoy. Uh, touch on the draft when it comes through. And That's it. We'll see next week. We'll touch on the season fixture as well. That's it. Have Excellent. fun. See you we'll guys. see you next week. Cheers.